Chapter 5 A Soothing Hand Emily, Martin gasped. Not quite, came the stuttering reply. Martin opened his eyes and warily rolled his head to the right side. He saw his cousin, Summer, sitting in a chair. She actually looked kind of pretty today, her green dress flattering her lean and tall body. And if it weren't for the permanently pissed-off expression, or the fact that she had shaved the sides of her head, or that she didn't look very feminine, and instead looked very boyish, kind of like a Peter Pan, then she might have actually been attractive. Mom had to work in e-e-e-e-e-e. Summer stammered, her face flushing red with embarrassment. Late, Summer spat out finally. So, I'm stuck babysitting you. Where am I? Martin groaned. His head felt dopey, and it hurt to talk. In the hospital, she spat out, adding, Dumbass. Where's Emily? Martin cried. Who? Summer asked innocently, and then she leaned forward, as if sharing a secret. You mean that girl with the fucked up face? You like her? Summer started to laugh. Martin wanted to punch his cousin in the throat. He didn't, mostly because it felt like someone had punched him in the throat. What makes you think that she wants anything to do with you? She said, an evil grin on her face. Hi, Martin, Emily's voice chirped. Emily walked into the room. Summer, Emily said, but Martin couldn't help but hear the disdain in Emily's voice. Summer made an ugly face. Then she got up and silently left the room. Emily shook her head and then sat down. She dropped her book bag onto the floor. The bag had a picture of a cartoon bear on it, from some show Martin couldn't remember the name of. Emily looked beautiful, as she always did. A brief, awkward silence passed between them, and then Emily laughed. Oh my God, Emily said, her face almost as red as the scars on her cheeks. I thought I killed you. What? Martin asked. This is going to sound really stupid, Emily said. But, um, I thought because you didn't get to finish, you know, all your stuff backed up and poisoned you or something. Emily laughed nervously. Martin thought for a moment and then said, No, I think that's scientifically accurate. Oh, really? Emily said. That's good to know. Rest assured, your balls will always be empty on my watch. I'm sure we can find you a nice, fat, toothless old hag to take care of that for you. I didn't know Miss Gillespie was looking for another job, Martin said. Emily laughed, and Martin realized that he really liked the way she laughed, liked how her head tilted back slightly and giggled with girlish enthusiasm. But seriously, Emily said, what were you thinking? Why didn't you just go to the hospital? I really wasn't thinking with my big head, Martin said. Martin's all, Emily said in an exaggerated fashion. What's gotten into you? Some kind of pain medicine, I think, Martin answered truthfully. Emily scooted her chair closer to the bed and awkwardly laid her head on his chest. 
God, it was horrible, Emily said. The paramedics had to shove a tube down your throat just so you could breathe right again. And God, Martin, you were so pale, like a ghost. Martin took a chance and stroked her head. She didn't complain, and Martin began to wonder where else he could stroke her. My dad had to talk with Billy and Trunk, she said. I mean, it's pretty obvious who did this to you. He couldn't arrest them, though, because... Plausible deniability. Martin gasped. Yeah, Emily said. No witnesses, but my dad put the fear of God into them. Well, Billy, anyway. Trunk is too stupid to be threatened, so hopefully they won't bother you again. Great, Martin thought. I must look like a complete loser to her. Emily sat up, and then her lips pulled back into a mischievous smile. Question, she said. What was your little head thinking about when you came to visit me last night? Martin's face flushed red, and he closed his eyes. Are you closing your eyes so you can picture me naked? she asked, laughing. Martin felt a hand drop to his thigh. A few seconds later, he shifted uncomfortably in the bed. Uh-oh, Emily said. Looks like we got a big problem here. Better call Miss Gillespie. Wouldn't want you to get backed up again. Martin opened his eyes and saw Emily both smiling and biting her lip. She looked adorable. Emily leaned forward. Her lips tasted like cherries. She pulled back, tucking a few strands of her dark hair behind an ear. She laughed, a shaky, nervous laugh. Then Martin heard her sigh. Soon her lips sought his again. They didn't stop at just one. Their kisses are eager, alternating between timid and lustful. This is the getting-to-know-you phase of their relationship. The more intimate phase begins, when she pushes her tongue into his mouth. Their tongues dance, mingling together before finally pulling apart. They say nothing, and there is nothing to be said. Emily's tongue darts across her lips. She scans the room, and seeing that they are alone, her hand moves forward. He jumps slightly as her cold fingers wrap around the bulge in his hospital gown. Oh, Martin, she cries. She begins to stroke him. Martin groans with each stroke, enjoying the sensation despite his cock being cut in between the folds of his gown. Seeing the effect she's having on him, Emily increases her pace. Martin grits his teeth. He's ready to explode, but is desperately trying to hold back, in part to impress her, but also because he doesn't want this to end. But try as he might, release is at hand. He hears Emily yelp in surprise as a massive load sprays all over his gown and then drips down onto his thigh. Wow, Emily said as she wipes her hand on the front of his gown. I've never done that with a guy before, she admits, her entire face going red. A girl's never done that to me either, Martin confessed. So you were gay before today, Emily asks, giggling. Sometimes I use my other hand, if that counts, Martin answers. A conversation lulled, and a long, awkward silence followed. Emily broke the tension with a kiss. A natural reaction, Emily thought, would be to say, I love you. But she still wasn't sure how she felt about this strange boy. He looked so cute, 
even cuter now without his glasses. But Emily could see why. He didn't have much success with girls. He was too quiet, too shy, and he let people walk all over him. Worse, or perhaps best, she wasn't sure which, were his sad puppy dog eyes. But she could see the hurt in his eyes, too. She could make him better. They could make each other better. She smiled up at him. He smiled up at her, and she shyly returned his smile. She needed to be close to him, and so laid her head on his chest again. She felt so warm and safe with him. Her eyes began to droop and... Emily! A voice called out to her, startling her awake. Emily! She heard again, harsher this time. Emily sat up, rubbing her eyes, and saw her father standing in the hallway. She looked down at Martin. His eyes were closed, and it looked like he had also fallen asleep. Come on, her father said. Martin will be home in a couple of days, and you can visit him then. Emily silently nodded. She was in no mood to argue with her dad right now. She got up and bent over to grab her book bag. Almost immediately, she could feel Martin's eyes staring at her ass. She quickly spun around, flashing Martin a sly smile. Then a wild idea struck her. She leaned over him, pushing her chest out slightly, for him to get a good look. Hope you feel better, she said, almost adding, because I can't wait for you to shove that big dick inside of me. But she lost her nerve, and instead kissed him on the forehead. She stood up, a giant smile lighting up her face. Emily paused at the door and briefly waved at Martin until her dad grabbed her sleeve and gently pulled her out of the door. Martin listened as Emily and her dad walked down the hallway. What were you doing in there? Sheriff Joe asked. God, nothing, Emily said, just seeing if he was okay. They disappeared down the hallway and Martin was now alone. Without Emily there, whatever energy he had quickly evaporated. He found himself starting to drift away. His cousin, Summer, returned at some point. For some reason, he found himself keenly aware that she held a romance novel in her hand, probably a recent purchase from the gift shop downstairs. Groggily, he watched as she sat down, opened the book, and began to read. Without taking her eyes off the page, she stammered, Your dick is hanging out of your gown, dumbass.